to the Rural News now with Monique Steele. Uh, kia ora. Good morning, Monique. Now, the Reserve Bank is looking at ways to give rural communities some better access to cash. Yes, well, a massive shift to online banking and a decline in the use of cash means banks have pulled out of rural areas, leaving many locals with limited options for services like cash withdrawals. The Reserve Bank has been looking at the cash system to see how resilient it is. Its Director of Money and Cash, Ian Wolford, says the bank has concerns about the pressure the cash system is under. What we'll be doing is we'll be selecting roughly six or eight towns the Reserve Bank will be funding uh, cash services into those towns. So these will be towns where banks and ATMs have withdrawn from, and we'll be working with retailers to provide cash out, for example, with no purchase. It's surprising, you know, about a third of where people get their money from currently is, is through retailers. So retailers are bearing quite a lot of costs of the cash system, a disproportionate amount, um, we think. But it could be other things like putting in place coin dispensing machines, ATMs in areas where there haven't been ATMs for a while. So we really need to work with communities to see what their particular needs are. Ian Walford says cash is only used for 13% of transactions, but it's still very important to people. He says people often have cash on hand in case of an emergency, like earthquakes or cyclones, as recently as February during Cyclone Gabriel, when all online services go down. We saw a massive spike in demand for cash when COVID came around. When people get nervous, for example, Silicon Valley Bank collapsed in the US and you you wouldn't believe the number of people that went to their local New Zealand bank and took out additional cash as a sort of a precautionary measure. So so people so it is important to people. Ian Walford says once towns have been chosen, the trials will run for about eighteen months, Corin. Interesting. Now seaweed, let's talk seaweed. It could be the next big thing in carbon sequestration. Yes, perhaps, because the representatives from the country's seaweed industry are meeting with policymakers in Wellington this week to improve outdated aquaculture regulation. In their coalition agreement, National and New Zealand First have decided to progress work to recognise other forms of carbon sequestration, including blue carbon. That's when ocean and coastal ecosystems of seaweed, kelp, Salt marshes or mangrove swamps store carbon. Aotearoa New Zealand Seaweed Association Chairwoman Claire Bradley says current regulation hasn't allowed these industries to take off commercially. Because there hasn't been any allowance for blue carbon in the likes of the ETS, there's a lot of people doing some great research around uh, blue carbon, the rate of sequestration and how we can store it, but it isn't actually in operation at this point but with this new sort of announcement from the government then that will um, I guess you know look to the future of, of changing that how can we use our incredible ocean and aqua assets as sources and stores of carbon. Ms Bradley says she's hopeful lessons have been learned from forestry as a carbon offsetter when considering farming in the ocean especially the importance of biodiversity. It is exciting, you know, to both have blue carbon kind of written on into the agenda as well as review of things like regulations as well. So, you know, we may see some fast tracking, but we need to also make sure uh, that we're not shooting ourselves in the foot and we're taking an ecosystem approach as well. So I'm really confident that we'll get there.
Claire Bradley says the government's announcement bodes well for the industry and for building up global opportunities here in Aotearoa. Uh, Marie, thank you, Megan.